Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Anita J and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Wednesday, May 29th, 2019. And this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 29. The very first paragraph, which begins, further on clear-cut directions, reading through two paragraphs, ending with, has actually happened in their lives. Today's readers are for the 12 Steps, Diane G., for the OA 12 Traditions, Linda C., and readers of the text this morning are Katie G. and Hoodie R. And our backup, Jan ST. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, May 28th, for the 7 a.m. meeting is 12,962. And for the 10 a.m. meeting is 12,963. 12,962 and 12,963. And the newcomer greeter this morning will be Lisa B. And our 8 a.m. host is Rebecca B. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, uh, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating, and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I'll now ask Diane G. to read OA's 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. This is Diane G. from New Hampshire. The 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 
Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for his knowledge, excuse me, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you so much, Diane G. And now I'll ask Linda C. to read OA's 12 Traditions. This is Linda C. calling from Western Nebraska. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from my primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Linda C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, uh, let us know by saying pass, and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, 
Everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today we are re uh, resuming our study of the big book and we are on page 29, reading the very first two paragraphs, which begins with further on clear cut directions and um, ending has actually happened in their lives. And I will now ask Katie G to get us started. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Miss Anita. Good morning, my friends. Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic in Boston. Further on, clear-cut directions are given showing how we have recovered. These are followed by 42 personal experiences. Each individual in the personal stories described in his own language and from his own point of view um, has uh, and from his own point of view the way he has established his relationship with God. These give a fair cross-section of our membership and a clear-cut idea of what has actually happened in their lives. So further on, what are we talking about? Further on from what? That's the first thing I'm struck by. Further on from understanding the problem, and there's no chapter into the big book into understanding, but until I am desperate, dying, and doomed, until I am convinced that I am a compulsive overeater of the hopeless variety, there is no way I'm going to follow anybody else's directions. I'm going to interpret them from my own. I'm going to do what I want when I want. Why? Because I'm the I know guy. I'm calling a sponsor and I'm saying, well, yeah, but I'm not, you know, and I, I say, um, you know, if I'm the I know guy, why am I getting a sponsor, right? And then it tells me I have recovered, right, which means all that means, and I had a really hard time with this when I first heard all y'all saying recovered, but all that means is I don't suffer from compulsive overeating today. And that is a miracle, but it is based on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. And I think it's really interesting the way these two paragraphs are ordered, right? So like, we have to have death of self. We have to follow the clear-cut directions, and then we get to God, and then we get to establish my relationship with God. Because for me, a selfish, self-centered, fearful woman, what has actually happened in my life is an entire transformation of thought, mind, and action. However, I didn't get that just by getting to step one and saying, yep, there's God. Okay, I'm on step 12. I have to get death of self. Like I need an entire different way of looking at my life. And I love this book continues to welcome all of us. We don't need anybody else's conception of God. We don't need to agree on politics, on sexuality, on anything. We, have, we speak the language of the heart, which means my experience is not wrong. Right, like whatever my experience is, is my experience, and that's it. And and God willing, you know, for me, I follow the directions in this book. Um, and what has actually happened in my life is I continue on this path, and I don't suffer from compulsive overeating, and I continue to know this step one that I have to remember further on, further on from what main problem KGG is in your mind. As one of our, our teachers shares, my greatest obstacle to my life is my mind. To a contented life is my mind. And let me tell you, as a recovered woman, I still look at my life. My kitchen is currently being um, without my choice, <laughs> we had a huge flood, and there are there's over fifty thousand dollars of damage in my kitchen. That's not what I want. But the main obstacle to my contentment today is my thinking. So what am I going to do? Understand, powerless, 
no, no power choices, no control around the food, and I have to follow the clear-cut direction so that I can remember the only thing between me and having a contented life today is me and my thinking. Praise God. You know, I can bring God into any situation because why? Powerless, no food, no power, no choice, and no control, and because I follow continuing on this path of uncovering, discovering, and discarding everything that's not me so I can get and stay with God. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, KDG. Sorry about that kitchen. All right. Who else would like to share for approximately uh, three minutes? If you haven't shared Monday or Tuesday on the 7 Lisa B. meeting. Lisa B. Melissa C. Ida A. M- Melissa C. Larry Elise N. I've heard you. Elise N. And was that Larry K in the middle there? Yes. Boy, that's the softest I've ever heard you. (laughs) There's like a lesson in that. The soft voice you hear. Okay. I have five names. And Leon B. Let's stop there. That's wonderful. Let's see. And I'll catch you if I missed you, but um, I have Lisa B., Melissa C., Ida, I think it's A., Larry K., um, Alyssa, and Leon B. All right. Lisa B., good morning to you. Good morning, Anita. Thank you so much for your service. My name is Lisa B., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And um, I just want to share my experience with reading these personal stories. And sometimes at night when I can't sleep, I'll ask my higher power just to show me a story in this book, this wonderful book that I can read. And, you know, I feel like I fall asleep with a a smile on my face. And why? Because in the stories... Um, there's a whole new atmosphere. It's an atmosphere of recovery. It's showing how these people are transformed. And, you know, in the doctor's opinion, it says if he is to recreate his life or her life, you know, I don't have it in front of me, but it must be grounded in a power greater than themselves. And that's what the stories are all about. It's showing their experience. And, you know, when I read the preface, and I just actually read that, I had the gift and the privilege of reading that last night with a a new sponsee, and we talk about in the preface, and Bill was giving us directions of an attitude that we need to take when we're reading these stories, you know, and he says, um, if you have a drinking problem, we hope that you may pause in reading one of the 42 personal stories and think, yes, that happened to me, so I need to identify in, or more important, yes, I have felt like that, so it's now going into my heart. It's going from my head, do I identify into my heart? Have I felt like that? But then Bill says, or most important, yes, I believe that this program can work for me too. So now it's going to my gut. You know, I have a gut knowing that this this can happen to me. So that's giving me an, an attitude that I need to take in going in because the illness of compulsive overeating, <clears throat> the illness of alcoholism, it wants to separate me. It wants me to feel like, you know, my situation is unique. I'm different. This won't happen for me. It happened to you because you're different. It won't happen to me. And that is the, the illness whispering, you know, those thoughts to me. Um, it wants me to believe that this is truly hopeless. Why bother? 
And like another fellow on this line says, just keep kicking the can down the street another day. Like, why bother? Why bother? It wants me to believe it's a seemingly hopeless illness. It is not truly hopeless. And the other thing is he's saying further on clear-cut directions. There are clear-cut directions. I don't need to come in and hear just about the tools. You know, go to a lot of meetings. Make a lot of phone calls. You know, get the perfect food plan or even the perfect sponsor. Those things will support me. But there are clear-cut directions to getting recovered. And that's the whole purpose is to truly get recovered, not just settle for, um, you know, relief, but truly to experience freedom. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lisa B. All right, Melissa C. followed by Ida, I think, A. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. Thank you so much, Anita, for your service. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, so, um, there, right, so there's a solution, and we found out, or I found out, that it was um, a spiritual solution and that I was going to have to have an awakening, an experience, not a belief. And, and now I'm told... Um, don't worry, because there's directions for how to get that experience. And and they're clear-cut, you know. When I think, like, clear-cut, they're not complex. They're not filled with drama and a lot of backstory, you know. It's it's clear-cut. And, and I needed, you know, and I still need, like, really clear-cut directions um, because I I make things really complicated, and I... I like add a twist and a turn and um and I always looked for escape clauses, you know, like like the exception. How, where's the little exception? And you know, what I found out um is that my life got better, you know, and it stays better the more closely I follow what's clear cut, you know, and and it seemed so um opposite. Like I was giving away my freedom by, you know, really following directions because I kind of hate it. I, I loved the idea of having directions so that I could get, you know, something, but I really hated following them. I, I you know, I always liked the, oh, yes, but, um, you know, but this. And, you know, and what I found out is that, um, you know, my disease and my mind um, locks in on the small exceptions I make, you know, um, so if I change the directions like once, you know, to allow some slack or some, you know, some exception and that, that starts like as simple as like overeating, you know, eating something extra off of someone's plate, um, you know, and it goes to like nursing a resentment, you know, if I say it's okay this time, or if this time I'm going to cling to some fear because, um, you know, cause it makes sense in this situation, you know, then what happens to me is that my disease wants to do that, that small exception, again and again and again, and it wants to throw out the rest of the directions, you know. And so I came to see that um, my life lacked structure and direction. And, you know, even though, like, really I had a job, I had a family, I paid my mortgage, I was still living really undisciplined. And um, these 12 steps gave my life the structure I needed to recover and um, and it did not rob me of my freedom. You know, it actually gave me freedom. It sets me free by following 
really clear directions. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Melissa C. Ida and then Larry Kay. Good morning, Ida. Uh, good morning, Anita. Yes, you're right. It's Ida A., Grateful Compulsive Overeater in Northern British Columbia, and super happy to be joining all of you here this morning. And this is a powerful promise to me this morning in the big book that I never would have believed to be true. I think all of my life I have struggled with relationships, done them very poorly. I come from a family who attaches very poorly. We overwork, but under attach, I'll say. And basically, in my family, we avoided honesty. It sort of seemed, um, what's the point? And so working was the point, and food was the reward. And I can overthink everything and find a reason where something says something different than what it looks like it, it says. And here I see clear-cut directions. I used to scream at God, show me a sign, show me a sign. And here in this book is such a promise. Clear cut directions are given how we recovered. Wow. And then further on, each individual in these 42 personal stories describes the relationship with God, the relationship with the creator, the relationship with the most important Love, that's what it is about love. And that's something my family never had. And what a promise it is. The page before, we are children of a living creator. I did not know all I needed to do was to be willing and honest enough. My honesty was suspect for the bulk of my 58 years. Honesty shows up. Not every, not every moment of every day. Um, I, I'm a work in progress. I've got a long way to go, but this big book has come alive to me in a way that I never dreamed possible. And I feel so grateful to have found you visionaries and to be a part of this program. Bless you all. Thank you. I pass. Oh, thank you so much, Ida A. All right. Good morning, Larry. And then it'll be Alyssa. Good morning, Anita. I'm waking up. Waking up. Okay. So um, this is Larry K. Recovered uh, from Chicago. Thank God. Um, you know, I just wanted to weigh in on this. And, you know, it talks about uh, these clear-cut directions, these steps um, showing how we recovered. And there's that word. And, and what is it, you know, specifically for me that characterizes being recovered? You know, first, you know, I, I need to remember what, the, what, the, what Step 12 promises, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, you know, then we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and practice these principles in all our affairs. That's what these people did is they became recovered. We have recovered as a result of these steps. We're not recovering. You know, we have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, right? So the hopeless state of mind and body was never hopeless at all. It only seemed that way. So the limitations of the, the perceptive lens in which I saw this, this deal, I saw this problem, had me convinced that there was no way out of this prison, and that was wrong. And I, and I think about how, you know, they, the story that I always tell that comes to mind is how they train ba baby elephants in the circus. Now, to those who are lovers of animals like me, I hope you don't, you know, distract yourself from the tenor of the analogy. You know, they take baby elephants when they're still small, and they tie a 
a strong rope around their necks and attach the rope to, to a secure pole. And the baby elephants naturally try to walk away and are stopped by the rope. And they twist and turn and they push and pull. And eventually they figure out that they just aren't strong enough to break free of their shackles. So they stop resisting and they just stay where they are. And the same thing happens with me over and over until eventually when the, the rope is, you know, put over their heads, they no longer pull and push and try to break, break free because they, they know it's futile. That's why in captivity, you can walk by a circus and you can see giant elephants standing passively with the rope tied around their necks. It isn't attached to anything at all. See, we too can remain tethered to erroneous beliefs. I didn't believe in being recovered I, because it was not part of my experiential repertoire. And if I had not experienced it, thus you have not ex experienced it. If it's not part of what I, my experiential evidence, it cannot be part of your experience, experiential evidence. There's so many folks dying in this disease. What if they could come to know what true freedom is, that there is this state of being recovered? You know, and it's not a daily battle. It's not a fight for freedom. It's not a means of mastering their willpower. That's wrong. That's, that's not a little wrong, but for me, in fact, it was dead wrong. See, I've been ushered into a state of complete freedom as the result of these steps by the grace of my higher power where staying away from compulsive overeating is devoid of any struggle today. And, and I'm just wrapping up the promises on 83. The problem has been removed. Thank God for this. With that, I pass. Thanks, Anita. Thank you, Larry Kay. Alyssa, you are up, followed by Leon B. And what was your initial, Alyssa, of your last name? Alyssa? Alyssa? Press star one to unmute. This is Alyssa N. Did you mean me or somebody else? Oh, no, that's huge. Oh, excuse me. Tell me your name clearly again. Elise N. Elise, Elise N. Good. Good morning. You are up. Good Thank morning. Um, the first thing I wanted to say, I wanted to give my phone number. My name is Elise. Uh, that I'm will not come be, later. Uh, the only thing is I'm not going to be available later. So I wanted to leave my number for anyone who needs a sponsor. Um, is um, 862-290-1700, and I'm available at 8.15 in the morning. Um, and I'm very, uh, that's, um, that I guess is my prelude into this, is that's how I work my program, is I really, I really need um, other people to, to sponsor me and to sponsor and that's you know when they're saying um, in these paragraphs you know to have recovered um, the way that I recovered after 30 years in this program was to go to a vision for you on the phone and I was able to get a vision for you sponsored she actually found me the same way I just did they she reached out to me and um, we and she took me through the steps. It did not take a long time. It did not take a year. It took a 
few months and um and even that was because I'm a retread and she felt, you know, I had to go pretty slowly and now I've you know, taking other people through the steps and um I'm very grateful for that. Um I've it's a whole different plane for me. It's a whole and I, I just wanted to talk about, you know, and I, I was reading in the book the with the bedevilments, the the things, you know, the the the, the problems that I used to have before I worked the steps and was recovered. I, I just, you know, I've been in program for years, so certain things like the relationship with my mother has been healed. Um, we get along very well. And, you know, my children are also eating the same way I eat. Not fully, but in a lot of ways. There have been a lot of miracles within the family. There's, there's just really really for this you know for what what i can see open miracles i'm not the same person that i was um even just nine months ago um physically i've taken off a lot of weight like i don't want to find it um over 81 pounds um and i've also but some of the main changes have really been in um attitude and and um an ability to listen to other people and to take take suggestions and and to run with them and to really listen listen and do what people suggest that I do and that's i guess one of my the main messages I've gotten from people is that this is not a program for those who want for those who need it it's for those who want it and it's a program of action and I take the action and help others to take the action. So if anybody needs a sponsor, again, my name is Elise, and please don't hesitate to give me a call. And everyone, have a great day. Have a blessed day. Thanks. I pass. Thank you. All right, Leon B., you are up. Good morning. This is a Leon B., Recovered Compulsive Leader in Cincinnati, South Carolina. Um, I wanted to touch on the, the the clear cut directions as well. I'm sorry, I just ran up three flights of stairs. I'm a little winded. Um, you know, I woke up this morning just with this, uh, you know, with this in, internal wrestling with myself. Um, you know, because I'm just thinking back. I was thinking back over my my year um, that I have been in program and I've, I've been recovered and how I've started to to let up on these steps and. And when I read this this morning, this clear-cut directions, you know, you know, it, it doesn't say upon awakening, put in your earbuds so you can listen to a vision for you. You know, it says, you know, consider the next 24 hours. You, know, you, you ask God for, for direction. You don't mistake um, listening to these meetings as your conscious contact with God. The first thing you got to, you, you have to do is make that conscious contact. You don't do that through through other means. It says these steps are clear cut. Um, this is what you do. Before, when you were hungry and first in this program, you woke up, you wouldn't even let your feet touch the floor without opening your eyes and, and wiping the cold away. And you would start your, your your step 11 right then and there. You know, and now you're hopping up to, to put the earbud in. And, and so I, I got some um, conviction with that, you know, because these steps are, are the things that, that 
that had really changed my life. And in this morning, as I was doing my my morning step eleven, I came across um, something that I had learned very early from from uh, from listening to some talks from from Kim G. You know, and how she says that the the steps are are the the skeleton of our life and it supports everything else. It allows us to enjoy our other spiritual practices, you know, and somewhere along the line, you know, I have asked forgot that. And if you hang around these rooms long enough, if you hang on this line long enough, you're going to hear that relapse, you know, it doesn't start when you take that first bite, you know, it starts when you stop progressing spiritually, you know, it's clear cut, you have to work these steps, you know. And then I was thinking about um, a story my sponsor has been going through these stories in the back of the book. And um, and I closed with this, the, the, the guy who he sold himself short was the name of it and uh this guy he was sponsored by bob and bob got on dr bob dr bob got on his knees with this guy and and prayed and and he just felt like you know he he was doing well and got into an argument with his wife and decided that he would you know he would show her and he would go out and get drunk and and a week later he was trying to get sobered up you know, and he said the lesson that he got out of that was that one could not take the more inventory and then file it away. That the alcoholic has to continue to take inventory every day if he expects to get well and stay well. We we, we got to work these steps every day, and that's for me. I'm not speaking for anybody else. This is my my experience. That that's for me. You know, that's what I woke up with in my spirit, and I just wanted to share that with you guys. Thanks. Thank you so much, Leon B. All right, Uh, you know, we are on page 29, reading the very first two paragraphs. Uh, Who else would like to share? Janet P.M. Janet P.M. Fran M. M. Okay. Fran M. Wait a minute. Okay, no more voices. Janice B. And wait a minute. Russ M. And uh, Fran M. And Leah M. And what else? Who else? Barbara E. Barbara E. Leah M. One more. Donna G. Donna G. All right. Now let's see. I hope this is correct. So Janice B. and Russ M. and Fran M. I think and Barbara E. And Leah M. and Donna G. All right, Janice B., good morning. Well, I think it's Janice P. M. Anita, but you're doing a great job. That's okay, honey. (laughs) There's so many Janices now, so that's okay. That's okay. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Yeah, these two paragraphs. What's that? (laughs) I said by any name. That's right. Go ahead. Anything. As long as you call me. Um, yeah, these two paragraphs, they're just so, they're just so simple. And we, if, you know, as you get on, you say, gee, further on, they're going to give me the directions. Imagine, I don't even have to do anything but follow directions. Well, that's one thing I never did because I was so self-centered. If you told me to do one thing, I would do the opposite because I want my own way. That's the problem. I'm not obedient. So these are going to be directions, a guide, which is the simple 12 steps, to guide me to a solution for all my problems. 
that's what this is. This is what it's telling us. Um, and what is the, my problem? My problem is power, lack of power. That's why I couldn't do anything. I, I was just, just so self-righteous. I came into the program many decades ago, and I would hear how people would be recovered or they lost weight or whatever. Um, and I said, well, that's why they recovered, because they're diabetic, and they don't eat sugar and flour and all that stuff. You know, I was comparing myself to them. Any way to get out of it. Any way, because I'm different, you know. And, of course, I was not a diabetic then, yet. And, of course, I became a diabetic. So I still did it my way, always wanting my way is the right way. And to be recovered is to solve the problem. And if my problem was power, lack of power, then the then the solution is to find a power. And this is the clear-cut directions on how to find that power, uh, whatever you want to call it. And that's, to me, it's a relationship with my God because that's the solution for everything. It's just so simple. And these, these stories are going to give their experience. It's a guide. It's, it's going to tell them what they were like. What, just like our story, if we want to tell our story, like Bill, Bill's story, what I was like and what happened through these 12 steps and what I am like today. How much better can that be than that? And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Janice PM. And now it'll be Russ M and then it'll be Fran. Good morning, Russ. Good morning, Nita. Russ M recovered from post reader outside of Philly. Good morning, family. So I can't get past that first sentence. Uh clear cut directions. I, I was like I was a master of shortcutting directions. You know, whether it was uh speed and eating low carb, you know, adapex and eating low carb or you know, uh, and any anything that was put in front of me, I was tinkering with. I knew better. I could tweak it, add Russell's little touch to it. You know, in business, you know, I have my, my uncle and my dad. They're very successful businessmen. When I started up teaching me, they're trying to wise me, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. This is a different, whole different game. Fell flat on my face. And, you know, just in re, in relationships. You know, you may want to approach this person that way, this way. Well, you know, I'm Russ. You know, people like me. I, I'll fix it. I know how to do it. Fall flat on my face. With the food and diet and exercise and over-exercise and, and uh, everything comes along with that. Fell flat on my face. Until life bludgeoned me enough with my stupidity, you know, with this, this, this uh, self uh and I beat myself up because I was stupid, ignorant, too proud, and I just couldn't listen and take take good, orderly direction. And uh, till that happened, once once I, I hit the bottom, I realized that you know these steps coming in a program, not knowing what's going on, these steps are the only direction. These are only things that that can get me where God wants me to be. Whether in life, in business, relationships, with the food, this is the only way. I can't go back. I can never go back. And never going back is employing it in my life. 
and living this, making, making, you know, this might be my occupation, you know, this might be how I have to really consume myself for the rest of my life. And, uh, I'm blessed because I get to do with you guys. And, uh, um, you know, I, I come closer to God each day, you know, I trip and fall, but I keep climbing, you know, you all have a good day. I love you. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Russ. All right, uh, Fran, and then it'll be Barbara E. Hi, thanks. It's Fran M. in New Jersey, and um, the paragraphs talk about clear-cut directions and then the 42 personal experiences, each from the individual's point of view. And again, I'm grateful for Bill Wilson for his open-mindedness that we can each have a different kind of experience. Um, I can only say what works for me. I know that for me, it's a lot easier to tell everybody else uh, what to do and how to do it, and proselytizing is so energizing. But what's a lot harder for me is to practice these principles in all my affairs. And I guess I, you know, I came into the program in 1978, so I go, <laughs> we, we were told never to say we were recovered, so we'd always remain humble and remember that we're always compulsive eaters. So I use that terminology, but if people want to say they're recovered, that's great because it shows that, you know, how fully um, they feel the effects of the program, which is also really good. Um, I also have to say for me, um, in recent years, there's been a swing back toward working the steps and the big book and an emphasis on Bill Wilson. And that, too, is great because in the beginning, we just focused on the tools um, and it really isn't enough because, as the big book says, the solution has to have meaning. And there's one other phrase it uses, meaning and significance or meaning and depth. I think it's depth and meaning. And what could have more depth than just every minute of the day trying to live a better life? And um, But I also have to say the tools were crucial for me. If I didn't know to bookend meals or call someone when I felt like I wanted to go out on a binge or go to meetings a certain number of times a week or meditate a certain amount of times during the day or pray or any of the tools, um, make a call or you know, whatever those simple tools were, they helped me a lot. And so did the, all the dumb slogans. They were, like, incredible at helping me. I mean, I thought I was a pretty smart chick. And then these ridiculous slogans, like, keep it simple, stupid, just sort of changed my ability. Um, and I was able to follow directions. So for me, I like to just say how I try and struggle to work the program in my life. And I did two things recently. One was I didn't want to have the extra drink I'm supposed to have because I need to put on weight at this stage. Um, I came into program having to lose weight because I was a binge starve anorexic binge eater and now I have to gain weight but I didn't want to have my extra drink yesterday. Called my sponsor because I know if she said have it I would have it and I did and it was hard for me but I did it so that's one thing and the second thing I want to share is I woke up this morning and instead of thinking how can I get revenge against this particular person in this negotiation we've been having, and how can I make her look bad, because that was my desire? Um, I thought to myself, how can I come up with a solution that makes everyone happy, because in the long run, that'll make me the most happy, because everybody will be happy that I helped, and that I really tried to see what solution could work for all of us. So. 
That's the little bit of recovering I do each day. And for the newcomer, I have to say, at least in my experiences, there are many times during Mm -hmm. the day when I don't practice recovery because I don't come up with the right solution. But I always know it's out there if I search for it. So that's one way that program helps me all the time. Thanks for letting me share. Pass. Thank you, for Fran M. All right, Barbara E., and then it'll be Leah M. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, Anita, and good morning, everyone. I love clear-cut directions. And this book is a textbook laid out in order. And I love that Bill asks a question and then answers it because I need clear-cut directions, a question, and then an answer. I don't always follow things in order because I am a negotiator. I may want to do the Cliff Notes version, but you know what? That never worked for me. But I do love reading, as so many of you said, the stories in the back of the book because when I came in two decades ago, I was so filled with shame. I knew you were judging me as I was judging you. I lied, I stole, I manipulated, I isolated, I argued, all the things encompassed in the bedevilments. I was not happy. And I was dieting with group support, as it said, and white-knuckling it. You could feel and hear my fingernails scratching down the wall because it was not easy. And I was convinced that something was broken deep inside me. Somewhere I hadn't gotten any sense of morality, what was right and what was wrong. I just didn't want to get caught. That was my goal. So I had to really believe, really believe, that my compulsive overeating was not a moral issue, but a disease. And I hadn't even been aware of the compulsion when I came in at the time. I thought with willpower, I could do anything. But that is not true. And I did learn as I read the stories in the back of book that were so wonderful and uplifting that when I complain about me or about you, I'm complaining about God's handiwork. And I'm saying that I know nothing about God. I know nothing about God except that God isn't me. But today, I go forth each day with the courage and I've replaced the fears and uncertainties that I used to have with just acceptance of things as they are. And if you're living in New Jersey, you know we had a lot of rain and even possibly some tornadoes touching down. And a tree did fall down in my yard. But I am so filled with gratitude that it didn't fall on my house. It didn't fall on the driveway. It didn't fall on anyone else's property or take down the power lines. So the tree fell down. But what a gratitude. I wake up every day grateful for this program Thank you so much, everyone. I pass. Thank you so much, Barbara E. Leah M., and then it'll be Donna G. Good morning, Leah. 
Good morning. Thanks for your service. Each individual and the personal stories describes in his own language and from his own point of view the way he established his relationship with God. You know, if you listen to Vision or any other healthy 12-step meeting enough, you'll hear uh, as members share about the individual spiritual journey that they've embarked upon and that relationship uh, with a higher power, with God that they've established. And, you know, I don't know about your disease and your life prior to recovery. I can tell you about mine. Um, I was very uncomfortable as a human being. It seemed like I needed something beyond myself in order to feel comfortable on this planet. And food and the contents of cellophane bags and bakery boxes seemed for a long time to be the glue that held me together. Somehow I got comfortable through food. It was to me a solution for life, a powerful answer. It was my friend, it was my lover, it was my confidant, eventually it was my nemesis, and ultimately it destroyed me. It destroyed me, and it destroyed my life. And beaten and bloodied, I came, crawled uh, through the doors of a a healthy uh, OA meeting and was introduced to someone in whom the problem had been solved, and and a seasoned AAer, actually. And, um, you know, it became very clear uh, through my discussion that... I needed a new mind, a spirit-guided mind, and I needed to get that through the process of the 12 steps, the process of the 12 steps uh, to lead me to a freedom that was going to embrace my broken places and transform my mind. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a conversion experience. And there's a lot of ways to get that, and the 12 steps is one of the ways that works for people like me. You know, it took me through the steps. Step one, beat me to a pulp and removed enough self-will to take a look at the blocks in my mind so that when I came upon steps four, five, six, and seven, could identify those defects that created the problems and separated me from this uh, power that was inside of me and removed enough self-will to get right with the fellows outside of, you know, outside of my house in steps eight and nine and get right with the world and bring harmony uh, to my life, you know, so today I I have harmony rather than disharmony, harmony with myself, harmony with God, harmony with others, harmony with the world around me. And that is a transformed life. And I never knew that's what I needed, but uh, I was taught that's what I desperately needed. And, you know, the, the, the program of recovery produces a new person living a new way of life. And it is a profound experience, and it's available and open for everyone. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Leah M. All right, Donna G., it's your turn. Good morning, and thank you for your service. This is Donna G., um, grateful to be working the steps toward becoming recovered in Pennsylvania. And um, I just am a person who, uh, prior to coming to OA, um, really, really hated clear-cut directions. Um, I am somebody who uh, just uh, feels uh, bondage in direction for most things Um, unless unless there's no other way. Unless I have to open it up and read the directions, I don't want to look at them. I want to 
figure out an easier way, a cheaper way, uh, you know, just just always looking for something else. And um, and so I am just so grateful for this sponsor I have found that actually that God found for me, um, who when I get make things complicated and when I ask a ton of questions always leads me back to here are the pages that you need to read on this step. Read the pages, pray about it, get in touch with your higher power, who I call God, um, and and then let's talk. And um, wow, like no other choice. Not I'm not going to sit here and talk and give you a bunch of. Let's start with the direction. Um, and that has been such a gift to me, and exactly what I needed. I'm so grateful for it. Um, and I just wanted to encourage all the newcomers today um, to continue to use the big book, to continue to come to a vision and to continue to read the big book um, as their guide um, in this journey. The paths are individual. Um, they definitely are stories. Our paths are individual. But um, the directions are are there and, and the directions don't change. And um, what a freedom there is in that. What I used to think was a bondage, I now view as a freedom. And um, my hope for all the newcomers is that um, you'll 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 believe that enough to um, to pick up the big book, read it, and um, follow the directions. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Donna G. We have time for one more. Penny C. Penny, all right, Penny, you have about two and a half minutes. Okay, okay. thank you. This is Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. And both these paragraphs give us so much information. First, that there are clear-cut directions in the big book. And that makes it so uh, simple for me. If someone calls or I'm talking to, to another member or even a non-member, and, you know, there's a dilemma. I can always think, what does the big book tell me to do? What does the big book say? And the answers are always there. The more familiar I become with the big book, the, the, with the more ease I have in giving people um, the directions that I've learned. And then when we come to the personal stories, um, I haven't read all those personal stories, but what I am doing now is I found that if I go to aa.org, we are so fortunate if we have a device, a tablet, or a, or a smartphone, we can listen for free to all of the, the, the big book, including all of the 42 stories. And so that's what I've been doing. You know, if I'm driving uh, on the highway and and no you know and just um, not having to um, you know be in traffic uh, I can listen to those stories for free I just go to aa.org we are so fortunate in this day and age that the the big book the stories included are so accessible to us so um, the, these two paragraphs I never never realized till I'm listening to all the other folks this morning, how much information is in these very short paragraphs that um, I never really paid that much attention to before. I mean, 
I was looking forward to the chapter ending and getting on to, uh, you know, more about alcoholism. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Penny C. All right. Um, I want to thank everybody who shared. Um, Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for the meeting we've just all participated in is 12,965, 12965. And we'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Uh, would Hoodie please, Hoodie R, please read that for us. Thank you so much, Anita. This is, okay, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.